0: Welcome to Slaking Thirsts, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart, who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. Friends, the Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. With his angels in his father's glory, and then he will repay each one according to his conduct. The gospel of the Lord. Lord All right, today's feast day, Saint Padre Pio. Say, Padre Pio. Padre Pio. I want to talk about Padre Pio. I want to talk about what he called his weapon. And I want to talk about Mary. So those are the three things. I want to talk about Padre Pio, a little bit about his life, his background. I want to talk about what he referred to as his weapon. And I want to talk about that lady up there. Okay, so Padre Pio. Before he was Padre Pio, this guy, his name was Francesco Forgione. He was Italian. That's how his mom would have said his name. She would have been Francesco. Okay, so Francesco, he was born in 1887 in Italy. He was born in a little, little town called Pietrolcina. And uh, as a little boy, he really loved serving mass. He loved the things, all the things having to do with church and prayer and all of that stuff. So when he was about 13 years old, he entered the Franciscan monastery in his town. So the Franciscans are a religious community of both men and women who follow the life and practice and sort of spirituality of St. Francis of Assisi. That's who is in that, uh, that statue right there. So St. Francis of Assisi... He loved the poor. He loved the Lord. He loved life. He was an incredible saint. So, uh, when Francesco was 13, he joined the Franciscans. And uh, in order to, for him to do that, his dad had to make some massive sacrifices. His father and his mother, they were farmers in their little town in Pietrocina. But what he ended up having to do is his dad, in order to raise even more money, got on a boat and sailed to the United States, sailed to America where he worked very, very, very hard in a city, and he sent money back to Italy so that Francesco could go to the monastery so that he could learn how to study and be a priest. Amazing sacrifices. Amazing, amazing, amazing. So he's in the, he's in the Franciscans. He's learning the things of St. Francis and the Franciscan community, and he's growing, and he's growing, and he's growing. He's falling more in love with the Lord, and in his early 20s, he becomes a full-fledged friar. So he looks just like St. Francis. He wore the long brown robe He had the white rope around his waist and he became a priest pretty early in his his life. And he took the name of Padre Pio. That's where he got his new name when he became a priest. He got the name Padre Pio. Padre Pio really grew in holiness. And this guy, I'm telling you guys, this saint, Padre Pio, experienced some of the most incredible gifts from the Lord. Padre Pio, it's said that when he would pray... Sometimes he levitated out of his pew. Think about that. We're not talking hundreds of years ago. We're talking about a guy who lived in like the early 1900s. Okay, so this is not like, oh yeah, a long time ago, people believe all sorts of crazy things. No, we're talking like not that long ago. He levitated. He had a gift called reading souls. So when people came to him for confession, he would sit in the confessional and someone would come to him and he could, it's like, he had like a spiritual x-ray. He could like read their heart. He could read their soul and he could know if they were not telling him something. And he would tell them like, why don't you get out of here and like come back when you're really serious about actually confessing your sins. Pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. He had this gift. It's called bilocation. This is maybe the craziest one. There's all sorts of stories of Padre Pio's life where he physically and literally appeared in two places at the same time. So he was in his monastery, he was in the friary, he was, in the, he was in the, with, the, with the other friars in San Giovanni Rotondo where he lived in Italy, and at the same time he was seen in other places on the other side of the globe is this blowing anybody's mind? This blows my mind. This is real. There's all sorts of stories of him visiting people who were dying on battlefields during World War I. They would say there was this Franciscan priest, this guy with this long brown robe with this white beard who was walking around. He was, conf- he was helping people confess their sins who were dying. He was present on the battlefields. But guess what? Padre Pio never actually left Italy. He was appearing in two places at the same time. Guys, with God, things crazy things can happen. Amen? You with me? Yeah? Okay, great. Crazy things can happen with the Lord. Padre Pio, he had another gift called the stigmata, where literally in his body, in his hands and his feet in his side, he had the wounds of Christ. He had the wounds of Christ. The wounds, the nail marks that happened on Jesus' body when he was crucified, appeared in Padre Pio's body. This was an incredible saint. Incredible saint. Thousands of miracles are attributed to him. Unbelievable stuff. Here's the coolest part about Padre Pio. After today's master, you guys go home. You can go on YouTube search Padre Pio, and you can see videos of him saying Mass. That's how not long ago he lived. You can watch him celebrating Mass. This saint who levitated, this saint who read souls, this saint who, like, bilocated. You can just, there he is. He's celebrating Mass. You can watch him on YouTube. So go, that's your homework for me. You're going to go home, search Padre Pio on YouTube. Sound good? Yes? 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 Okay, good. One of the things about Padre Pio is that he was was a threat to the enemy. He was a threat to the devil. He was a threat to the forces of darkness. And the devil would often attack him spiritually and sometimes physically. And what Padre Pio used to fight the devil was what he called his weapon. I want to show you what he was talking about. It wasn't a bomb. It wasn't a sword. It wasn't a gun. It was this rosary. This is what Padre Peel called his weapon. Now we tend to not think of rosaries as weapons unless you're like, like, like you can think of it like that as a weapon, right? But that's not how you use rosary. We tend to think of weapons like, like I said, swords, bows and arrows, guns, bombs, things like that. But for the saints, there's nothing more powerful than this. Because the Rosary, more than just about any other prayer, more than anything else in our Catholic life, the Rosary brings us really close to her. And I'm telling you, there is no one more powerful in heaven or on earth than her, than Mary, than our mama. The Rosary brings us close to Mary, and Mary brings us close to Jesus. That's her job, right? She brings us close to her son. She helps us know who he is. She helps us answer the question when Jesus says, who do you say that I am? Mary's the one who helps us fall more in love with Jesus, to live with Jesus, to know Jesus. But here's the thing. I don't think many of us really experience the rosary like something very exciting, right? Here's the deal. Next month, October, we're praying the rosary as a school. Every week we're going to be praying the all-school rosary right here. We're going to come together get on our knees and pray all of these beads. And it is so exciting, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Sometimes, guys, praying the rosary is tough. I'm going to be honest with you. Sometimes it's tough. But this is what I want you to understand, that when we pray the rosary, we're doing something so much more than just saying prayers over and over and over and over and over again. We're spending time with our mama. We're spending time with Mary. This is what I want you to, I want to share an image with you that kind of changed the way that I pray the rosary. And maybe this will change the way that we think about it this upcoming month. So. This past, uh, last week, I was on vacation with really good friends of mine. They got a bunch of kids. Two of the girls are my goddaughters. They're in third grade. And one of their favorite things to do is to take my phone and to look back, scroll through all the pictures all the way back years and years and years ago to see all these pictures of them and their brothers and sisters and to have me tell them stories about what was going on in the pictures. Any of you ever do that with your mom or dad's phone? Just like scroll through, look at all the pictures, look at all the albums, They love doing that. They love asking, like, what was going on there? What was I doing there? What was happening there? When we pray the rosary, I want you to imagine this. It's like like we we sit on Mary's lap, and she's got her phone there with all of those pictures of Jesus' life in it. And as we pray those mysteries, whether it's like the wedding feast of Cana, or the nativity, or the presentation of the temple, or the resurrection, the ascension, the assumption. Whenever we're praying these mysteries, it's like we're sitting with Mary and she's just scrolling through the pictures with us. And sh- and we like our job is to like imagine the scene. So this is what I want you guys to do for a second with me. I want you to close your eyes. I want you to imagine that Mary wants to take you somewhere to spend some time. Maybe it's like a favorite place in your house, maybe it's a place in your backyard, maybe there's a park bench or a a swing set, but Mary wants to spend some time with you. In your imagination, where is she taking you? And I want you just to go there, I want you to picture yourself walking there with Mary. I want you to imagine that you sit down with her. Maybe you feel like you can sit down on her lap, so you sit on her lap, or maybe you sit right next to her. And she pulls out her phone and she says, I want to show you, I want to show you Jesus' nativity. I want to show you pictures from what that was like when he was born. All of that whole story of when Mary and Joseph traveled on the donkey, they traveled to Bethlehem, they got to the inn, there was no room in the inn, they had to go to the stable, the animals. That whole story of Jesus' birth. She's saying, I want to show you those pictures, I want to show you that experience, I want to show you those memories so you sit down and she pulls out her phone and she pulls up the first picture and I just want you in your heart in your imagination I want you just to picture what's the first picture she's showing you of that journey of that experience maybe the first picture is a big picture of Mary's belly and she's really pregnant maybe the first picture is Joseph loading things up on the donkey maybe the first picture is them walking through the desert to get to Bethlehem. Whatever the first picture is, I want you to ask the Holy Spirit, show me the first picture Lord that you want me to see. Now I want you to imagine Mary taking her finger and just swiping to the next picture. What's the next picture from this whole experience that Mary's showing you? Maybe it's the look of Nervousness on Joseph's face when they get to the inn, and there's no room in the inn. Maybe the next picture is them walking into the stable, and there's all the animals. Mary swipes again to the next picture. What are you looking at there? What's she showing you? Maybe it's a picture of Jesus. This little little baby lying on straw in a manger. Maybe it's a picture of Joseph crying because he's so happy. She goes to the next picture. Maybe you see the the, the shepherds. What do those guys look like? What are they wearing? What are they holding? Do they have their sheep with them? Or do they leave him outside? Guys, open your eyes. Come back with me for a second. So, that right there, that's what the rosary is supposed to do. Padre Pio knew this, the saints knew it. This is the secret of the saints. This is why they call this the weapon because it brings us into Mary and Jesus and Joseph's life, it helps us know our Lord. So this next month, when we're praying the Rosary here as a school, I want you to really like use your imagination like we just did. As we we're saying those prayers, I don't want you just to like, over and over again, hail Mary full of grace, Lords, with you, blah, blah, blah blah, blah. I really want you to use your imagination. God speaks in your imagination. Repeat after me, God speaks. God speaks. Say it like you mean it. God speaks, God speaks. in my imagination. That's why he gave you an imagination, so that, he could, that could be the place where he speaks. Padre Pio knew it, the saints knew it, and now we know it, so we've got to do it. Amen?